1: Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer
0: show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now, here's your host, Alf. And we're on And welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live for October the 18th, 2023. Uh, very eventful Tua Valoa press conference today. Also, Mike McDaniel was asked by Joe Shad. If anybody can run this offensive system, and the head coach said that he wanted to push the, the podium over. Uh, let's face it. At this point, anybody on Twitter that's talking that kind of crap is should just be ignored. Or they're just Justin Herbert fans. All right. This show is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash the number three. Yards And you use the promo code, 3YARDS, that's the number, 3YARDS. You deposit $100, you get $100. And Black Coral Rum. We talked about this on the podcast on Monday. We are now sponsored by a liquor company, Black Coral Rum. You could get it anywhere, anywhere, any liquor store in Florida. Or if you want to learn more about it, you can go to Steeltiespirits.com. That's S-T-E-E-L, Ties, T-I e s spirits.com that's with one s so it's steel tie spirits.com they're florida owned support them all right guys uh, eventful i guess injury report or injury banter because they don't have it yet in written in stone it's not in black and white but we kind of know what we're, we're, we're expecting right it's uh like it's week to week with Brooks, because we kind of know that his his injury is a lot more serious. Xavier Howard is a more interesting case because he's day to day, but there's no injury designation yet. We shall know a little bit more, although we know it's a groin. Uh, the thing about Xavier Howard is that if you saw him after the game, he was asked if he was injured, and he said, "Ah, oh, I'm fine, and I'm and I'm going to play next week." and You know, there's nothing wrong with me. Uh, Then all of a sudden, we kind of know a little bit better. Jalen Ramsey's window has opened, and that's been confirmed by the coach and by everybody who saw him out at practice. Uh, He'll be a big difference maker. There's no doubt about that. All right? And the Dolphins can use him. Uh, Dolphins defense actually coming up a little bit in those ranks. They're third in sacks right now. I'm going to try to crunch all the numbers for, for pressures and all that stuff, but uh, they're improved, let's just say that much improved, and their rankings tend to rival a certain AFC East rivals rankings that has really good PR. I'll let you to guess who that is. Uh, other notable injuries, of course, Connor Williams. Like we're on Connor Williams' watch, I don't think that they necessarily need Connor Williams for this game. Although it'd be nice to have him. Uh, the Eagles play certain fronts that will benefit Liam Eikenberg. Let's just say that. Like, he won't be asked to do too many things. The Bills are the exact opposite, okay? Liam Eikenberg was thrust in there to make his first ever start as a center against a team that likes to mug the A-gap. The Eagles do not do that. And if they do, the Dolphins have counters for that that they've developed since that game. Because they kind of got it in their head like, you know what? If teams are going to do this, this could be effective, so we're going to have to have a counter for it. And they've since developed a counter for that. Uh, another injury that, and I don't think it's an injury, it's uh, Kendall Lamy was not spotted at practice today. I'm guessing it's probably a vet day, but you never know. Um, he missed a couple of days uh, in, in training camp that were, like, undisclosed. I and mean, then they said there were uh, vet rest days. Um, after the game, he was fine. Uh, he not he was not having any treatment after the game, and now it is Wednesday when they're practicing, and he did not show up out there. So we shall know more once they put pen to paper to a an injury report. Um, as far as anybody else that's like rather important, um, you know, I'm not. I, I guess Jeff Wilson will be activated for this game because if you read between the lines, Brooks is not going to play. So. They're gonna have two healthy running backs? Yeah, Jeff Wilson will be in uniform and will be playing, and they should be on the hunt for somebody else to add to the to the mix. Um I'm gonna read some of the, the questions that you have you guys have in here, and then I'm gonna bring some of you on. But there's there's certain things that have, have to be talked about as as far as this game against the the Eagles. Okay. If you watch them against the Jets. Okay. And and by the way, all of this is, is part is happening right now uh against only on OnlyFans in the three YPC stage. So if you are a member of OnlyFans Discord, it's three dollars a month. You can find the details of how to join on our Twitter page. It's the pinned tweet on three yards per carry. Uh we're having a live we have essentially every week a live studio audience and those live studio audience members are the ones that are providing all of these questions and are the ones that I bring on to the stage to ask questions. Everybody's been asking this week, man, you know, how are you going to defend this front, you know, this, this vaunted Eagles front? They're very, very good. I will say this. Dolphins are getting a little bit of injury luck here. And it's not that Devonta Smith is a, is a DMP today. It's more that Lane Johnson is extremely important because he's covering up for some of the issues that they've had at right guard. The guy that they want to start at right guard for them is Juergens. He's been in and out of the lineup all year. He's been injured, and Lane Johnson tends to cover for those guys. If they're not going to have two new offensive linemen on the right side of their line, that bodes trouble for the Eagles, in my opinion. Jake Driscoll will have a target on his back. Against Miami, if he starts, so that's one important piece of news. The other important piece of news is Jalen Jalen Carter on defense, who is very likely to be the defensive player, uh, the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, he's essentially unblockable. He's one of the few guys on that front that they will play over the center or off of the center's shoulder, which would require Liam Mickenberg to be very quick out of his stance and pick him up before he could get swum on, right? If he's not ready to go, we already know that they lost their backup zero, which is Mitchell. So that would make them extremely thin on that defensive line. If you watch them against the Jets, the Jets were able to get some runs on them, mostly by stretching them a little bit. I wonder if the Dolphins do some of that, which is essentially the entire Dolphins run game. But Zach Wilson was essentially... You know, he's he's not good. Uh, he's just not going to throw the game away lately, and that's why he's getting a lot of credit. But that game really falls squarely on that Eagles offense. They were essentially incompetent most of the day, dropping a lot of passes. And, yes, the Jets have a very good defense. They play very, very well. But Jalen Hurts flat out threw that game away with a terrible misread and a terrible throw. All right. Uh, I'll read some of the, some of the questions you guys have in the chat and then I'll bring some of you on. There are several of you waiting in the queue. All right. First question. What's the deal with lamb? Was there an update given? No update given. Yeah. You got to watch the, the, the injury report for the rest of the week. And that will tell you where we're at. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I didn't see anything wrong with him. He finished the game. And not only did he finish the game, but he was walking around fine after the game and did not receive any treatment. All right, uh, another question. How does Fangio handle the edge rotation this week against a potentially banged up Lane Johnson, assuming he does play? Um, I think pretty uh, you're going to see Jalen Phillips go up against whoever's in place of Lane Johnson and, and Andrew Van Ginkle because they like to rush Bradley Chubb weak side or the quarterback's blind side. So that's probably how they'll line up. Uh, Another question in the chat. Uh, Do you anticipate a move coming shortly with the Jason Sanders restructure? Maybe a linebacker. Uh, I think so. I think that they're working on something. The deadline is on Halloween, October 31st at 4 p.m. I think they're working on something. I think something is cooking. I think something, and I don't know which position it could be. If I had to guess... I would say it's on the defensive line or at linebacker. Um, Another question. Is this the Jason Sanders game? I hope not. (laughs) Here's another question. Uh, Julian Hill getting involved in the passing game soon. We keep waiting for it, right? Like it should come because that's his reputation. But Julian Hill seems kind of lost to me, and he's always seemed lost to me, especially in training camp, in the passing game. And I always find it odd that this, this is a guy that, you know that's his. that's how he built his reputation that's how he came here that's how he got uh he got signed onto this roster and he's really taken to it as a blocker not as a pass receiver uh he has issues with timing in this passing game so i think that'll come come along a lot slower than normal um let me see if there's any uh, another question. What offensive output should we expect on Sunday? 28-31, meaning 28 or 31 points. Maybe more than that. It's about possessions. And it's about if they could get short fields. Can the defense finally start getting them some turnovers and giving them short fields? If that happens, they could put up a big number on, on Sunday. But on their own, four touchdowns, that's about right, I think. Um, if Lamb is out, would you start Keon or move Went to left tackle and start Rob Jones? You know what like that's probably their their best bet is to have their best five and their best five would be rob jones at left guard and win at left tackle but uh let's not put the cart before the horse uh, this i'm let, let, let's hold out hope that Ken lamb is going to be just fine all right uh another question uh, i have a question he says and and i might get killed for this but could the Finns bring in byron jones or is he completely destroyed i think byron jones doesn't want to play football anymore I think he feels as if uh he can't perform at 100% and a lot of these guys that are like more athletic types believe that if they can't perform at 100%, they'd rather not perform and just count their money when they're at home. I think Byron Jones's career is essentially over. Um here's another question. Uh everybody's just commenting on that one. Uh let me see any other questions everybody else is talking about okay i would rather have Eli Apple and okay how do we size up Philly in opposing position groups where where are the opportunities for each team uh, opportunities for each team for them the running game getting wide and trying to stretch them stretch us is is going to be key and they're going to have to break tackles of our linebackers okay that's that's where they can make hay with their run game but that's mostly with their quarterback which means that they're going to expose Jalen Hurts to getting hit okay on the on the Dolphins they could use a lot of leverage because they like to play a lot of guys in three tech they like to play double three tech sometimes uh, on pass downs so there's there's gonna be chances to run split zone they're gonna be chances to run inside zone Uh, they're gonna be able to trap them they're gonna be able to get a lot of stuff as far as running the football up the middle against the the Philadelphia Eagles so the Dolphins will have opportunities in the run game in the pass game depends it depends on what their injury situation is but they do tend to bring a lot of robbers down, so if Tua catches them, Tua can go deep one-on-one with one of his guys on the outside. Um, another question, can you talk about uh, Austin Jackson contract and what to expect? I've said this before, he's playing himself into a pretty decent contract. I'm guessing four years, $40 million, about half of it guaranteed. Um, he's had such a good season, and the more you watch him on tape, he's getting better by the week. So at the end of this, we might all look back and say, you know what? That contract's worth it. Um, Which players do you suspect will be released for Ramsey and Wilson returning? Well, you kind of saw that Chase Winovich was already sacrificed. Um, I would guess one defensive back will be sacrificed. I don't want to mention any names because, you know, I say this guy's going to get cut and then I see them, I'm going to look like an idiot. You know? Uh... Somebody asked, I know we're all thinking, oh, the Broncos have to be sellers, but are there any other teams you think of or may have heard about looking to cut deals for a player? Uh, Nobody realistically thought the Chiefs would trade Tyreek when they did. In season, it's very hard to get a star unless a team is absolutely falling apart. It's as simple as that. The guy that I would watch to see what happens with him is uh, Chase Young, defensive end for the Commanders. They've already made a commitment to paying Montez Sweat at the end of the season, which means they will not pay Chase Young. They did not pick up his 50-year option. So Chase Young will be a free agent. I I would not be surprised at all if he is moved before the deadline. That's a guy I would watch. Uh, another question: Do you ever get worried you'll wake up and and our starting wide receivers will still be Heartline and Best? Our tailback will be Bernie Parmalee. Bernie Parmalee was actually pretty good, so Bernie Parmalee could have been like RB four here. He was a hell of a special teams player, by the way. Um, uh, which is the bigger matchup: our O line versus D line, or or D line versus their O line? Man, our D line versus their O line. Even if they have the injury to to Lane Johnson, which is a huge, which be it would be a massive help. For Miami, but that interior offensive line for for the Eagles, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, versus Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, that would be a lot of fun. Um, somebody does a callback to old Gary Stevens with this line: "You're gonna go into Buffalo with Bernie Parmalee." <laughs> yeah, that was an old Gary Stevens line. Uh, somebody asked, safe to say this game comes down to time of possession, Philly under 35 minutes and we should win. Yeah. Uh, not because we're keeping them under 35 minutes, but it means that our offense, like, let's say you hold them the, you said under 35, right? Okay. Let's say you hold them to 32 minutes. Let's just say you hold it to 30, which is 50, 50 split. Do you think anybody can handle our offense on the field for 30 minutes? No, we score 40. If that's the case. All right, um, I'm going to bring some of you up and then I'll get to a few more, a few more of these questions. As I bring you up, all you got to do is identify yourself. All right, you're up.
2: Hey guys, how you doing? This is a uh, fence mechanic. Uh, you can uh, find me at a uh, Haitian dolphin on Twitter. Um, I also do inside leverage. Good to, good to hear from you, Alf. Uh,
0: I tell have a people, question about tell the people what you do on, on five reasons with inside leverage, your, your, your playbacks. And
2: yeah, we, we do, we do, a, we do a playback with, uh, uh, me and, and five other guys. We also do spaces and stuff. Uh, we bring in guests on spaces. Um, and then we put it on YouTube and, and, you know, we have other, other content we're trying to, in, uh, incorporate too. So that way everybody can hear their interviews. Um, every week we have an interview with, uh, our opponent's um, uh, media uh, uh, folks. So if you got a chance, check us out, follow me, follow the Inside Leverage page. Um, and then on uh, Sundays post game, we do playback, um, you know, get reactions of the fans, see, you know, talk a little bit about the game and whether we lo- win or lose. So yeah, uh, appreciate you, man. Appreciate uh, for letting me allow me to talk about that. Um, I have a question about the the, the um uh, what you were mentioning about uh our offensive line um and how this could be an, a bit of an advantage for for liam do you think though that they might consider doing stunts to incorporate pressuring liam or or maybe go outside of what they normally do um i, I think they're they essentially run the same defense as us right Yeah, with uh, with their DC. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was wondering, do you think that they'll decide to kind of incorporate blitz interior blitzing or or stunts with their with their front um, to kind of give pressure to Liam if he plays? I'm not I'm not sure if uh, Connor is going to be able to play this Sunday.
0: Yeah, I would think that they're going to have to play a little bit out of character to try to take advantage of some of that stuff. Because they're going to have to quicken this a little bit. Because they know that, that the ball is getting, you know, the two is going to get the ball out pretty quickly. But you're going to want to create at least some pressure up the middle. Just in case they do dial up something that's deeper. So I do expect them to play a little bit out of character. Um, yeah, you said, uh, you know, are we essentially playing ourselves? Yeah, we pretty much are playing ourselves. Like the defenses are going to be damn near identical. When when you watch them line up and you wa- and I've watched a lot of their all twenty two and on only later on I, we will show the the Jets Eagles game so you guys are gonna get to take a look at that game if you did not see it when it was going down last Sunday uh, you watch their defense you're watching us like it's essentially the same fronts they try to line up with the same the same sets they play pretty close to the same splits as far as zone and man. They use a lot of cover six, a lot of cover four, uh, a lot of quarters, um, a lot of stuff that we just essentially have been seeing all year, and our offense has been practicing against all offseason, all training camp, and for most of this year. So, yeah, I would expect them to do a lot of different things because uh, they got to be looking at it the same way I'm looking at it. Some of the stuff that they do is like Taylor made for our running game. And I don't think that's a good thing. If you put the Dolphins running game on schedule, you're going to lose. Like, you're not going to beat them. Like, it's as simple as that. If the Dolphins are playing on schedule, running the football well, you're not going to beat them. Like, they'll beat anybody in the league if if they're allowed to run on schedule. Uh, You got anything else?
2: Yes, one last thing. Do you think we'll run, like, more of a five-man front um, and possibly have, like, a safety as the second linebacker to kind of (laughs) – Assist with the run game, uh, defending the run game.
0: Yeah, I, th- I do expect them to do a lot of eagle stuff, which essentially kind of shows you like a five-man front. All that means is that you're covering, uh, you're covering at least three offensive linemen, uh, meaning you're playing head up. You you must have at least one guy head up on the center. I expect them to play a lot of eagle fronts in, in on this game in Sunday, and if that's the case, then yeah, they're gonna have to bring up Holland. For, for run support for most of the game. So they're going to have to trust somebody one-on-one. Um, if Devonta Smith is not in this game, that will help them a great deal. If Xavier Howard is in this game, that also helps a ton as well. So absolutely. You got anything else?
2: I appreciate you, man. Nope, that's it for now.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you. And as I bring you up, uh, just uh, identify yourself. And then we, we got a few more in the chat that I could get to. All right.
1: Hey, Alf, uh, Scuba Pegs here. Um, so my first question is, uh, if you've been watching the Eagles this season, uh, at least for me, there's there's two loud observations that jump out on you on offense. One is that uh, Jalen Hurts has been kind of locking on to A.J. Brown uh, at times to, to the detriment of his own offense. Um, and two is that, They seem to have a similar issue that we had last year in terms of the play-calling balance. They seem to get a little too pass-happy even when they have the lead. So if I'm Vic Fangio, I know these two things. How do I use that to my advantage?
0: Well, I'll give you a couple of things. First of all, all of that started when uh, they were having that one game where they were actually having some success. And A.J. Brown threw a tantrum on the sideline. I forgot what game that was, but it was a night game. Uh, You could check on the schedule. I think it was Minnesota. Yeah, it was Minnesota. It was against Minnesota where A.J. Brown threw a fit. And as I watched them throw a fit, I was pretty happy because I have A.J. Brown on my fantasy team. So, by the way, and I am starting them on Sunday because you're absolutely right. Jalen Hurts just force feeds them. at the, uh, These days, Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts is essentially going back to pass looking for A.J. Brown and only A.J. Brown. And that all started with that game against Minnesota. Uh, what Fangio is probably thinking is since he knows this and he knows what's been going on you don't necessarily want to take away AJ Brown because if you take him away it could open up the playbook for Jalen Hurts so what you want to do is induce throws to AJ Brown that you're comfortable with meaning you're going to give him a lot of you're going to give him some some open looks on short slants and quick outs because those are 4 or 5 yard gains and if you if you give up enough four or five yard gains, you know, you're going to get them off of schedule one time. And that's when you get off the field. Okay. Because they're going to have one unsuccessful run. They're going to throw it. And then it's going to be third and five. And that means they're completely off schedule. You do that more than one or two or three or four or five or six or seven times, then you're going to have a successful third down conversion rate for your defense on that day, which means you'll likely win. So, I don't think that you go into this game saying, you know what, throw everything at A.J. Brown and let everybody else eat because I think that's the worst of all worlds. I think that that's how the Eagles' offense is most dangerous. I think you you try to induce some throws to A.J. Brown to try to have, you know, you try to dictate to them, you know? So if A.J. Brown has 11 catches, I'll give you an idea. If he has 11 catches for 100 yards, we won that game. Like normally you would say, my God, man, we give up uh, 11 catches for 100 yards. We're screwed. No, uh, you're screwed against A.J. Brown if he has six catches for 150, okay? If he has 11 for 100, that means he was working with a lot of garbage underneath and we were tackling, and then they were on third and five almost all day, which means we were getting off the field plenty, which means we win. All right, you got anything else?
1: Yeah, just to sort of follow up on that, um... Who who gets the assignment? Xavian Howard, or are they going to try Kader Kohu in that position again?
0: Well, I think that they, they're adverse to, to moving Kader Kohu outside of the slot for now. I don't know who's going to be healthy for this game. If Xavian Howard is healthy, uh, I don't think they'll have him travel. I think they'll have Xavian Howard play left cornerback, and they'll dictate away from. I think they'll they'll let Xavian Howard play a lot of man, which they did this past weekend, by the way. And they zoned up half of the field for the most part. So I think it'll be a mix of pretty much everything. But I know how they'll, they'll want to play them. they want to play them with outside leverage. Okay? Like, they're going to they're gonna play. Like, if there's ever a time where Vic Fangio is going to play to his own uh, ideology, as far as, you know, his defensive ideology of having the middle of the field open, it's this game. Because you do not want to play with the wrong leverage against this team. Because if they get outside of you, then those deep shots are a problem. Because they're actually pretty accurate on those. Especially with either guy. With either Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown. So, you want to play middle of field open. You want to play with outside leverage. Okay? You want to take stuff away that's going to go outside. And Xavier Howard is absolutely awesome at that. So... I don't think they'll have him travel because they just haven't had him travel. But if it were up to me, yeah, I I would have X travel. If he's healthy. If he's not healthy, then I just stick to
1: what we always do. All right. You got anything else? Yeah, last question. Um, So this uh, Eagles front seven, uh, is it fair to say that this will be the offensive line's uh, greatest test of the season so far?
0: No. Uh, When they play Dallas. When they play Dallas – because you just don't know where Michael Parsons is going to line up. And the rest of that defensive line in Dallas is absolutely awesome. Uh, that defense, like, the Eagles have more talent on the defensive line. But Dallas has Micah Parsons. They also have DeMarcus Lawrence. Well, up, that-
1: up until this point, I mean.
0: Yeah, up until this point, so yeah, easily, easily. Uh, they're, they're the best defensive line that they're going to play. But overall for this year, they're, look, they're going to play the Commanders. Commanders are absolutely, absolutely loaded on the defensive line. Uh, Dallas as well so I think Dallas is going to be their biggest test because of the way they play together the way they play together man you just you got to account for Micah Parsons every single play because he's rushing a different guy every single play for the most part the Eagles just stay where they are and you know where to find them so you could almost game plan against each guy individually all right
1: love a good measuring stick game thank you Al all
0: right man All right, there's a few more, and then I I guess we could get out of here. We're almost working on 30 minutes. Um, There's another question here. Any updates on Tyndall's performance in practice? Seems he can't break into any playing time. Is this a Fangio thing, The to Vets? Same question about Cam Smith. Yeah, Fangio does not trust younger guys. Uh, Tyndall looked great all of, of training camp and really looked good in OTAs, but he just can't crack this lineup, and... Essentially, they're going to play that rotation. And they're not going to get out of that rotation. It's it's two guys plus Duke Riley. And they, they don't want to add a fourth. Now, do they make a trade and add a fourth? Maybe. Maybe not. But as of right now, I don't see Tyndall getting in. Cam Smith, man, I think it's a matter of time. Like, he, he kind of deserves it at this point. So I think it's a matter of time until you start seeing some snaps. No. Although, the problem is Jalen Ramsey's window is now open. And you know he's coming back. And when he comes back then I guess Cam Smith takes a step back as far as snap count. So wait and see on Cam Smith. But it doesn't look good now that Ramsey's coming back. I expected him to get some, some, play, some more playing time in some of these blowouts in garbage time, and he just didn't get it. Uh, Nick writes, uh, what type of running back would Miami look for right now? Speed, more speed, and familiarity with the, the system because it has to be a guy that could play on practice squad. And is a guy that has to be reliable enough to, to play uh, if if asked. Um, I'm wondering if Tevin Coleman really is. I made a joke about it on OnlyFriends the other day. Uh, the reason I made that joke is because Tevin Coleman started following Kyle Shanahan around everywhere he went. And, of course, since Mike McDaniel was following Kyle Shanahan around everywhere he went, it will stand a reason like, hey, you know what, why not bring back Tevin Coleman one more time? But I wouldn't be surprised if actually it was Tevin Coleman as an insurance policy. You know, as are before, why not? Uh, another question here, uh, does the Jason Sanders restructure mean we are not getting rid of this guy next year or what? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Um, the Eagles injury report is out. Uh, I guess we could read from that. Uh, and somebody's clarifying here. That specifically, that was a reference to Greg Cody's impression of Gary Stevens. <laughs> yes, that that was. <clears throat> All right, Re Blankenship did not play. Lane Johnson ankle DMP. That's important. Bradley Roby shoulder DMP. That's also important. Devonta Smith hamstring DMP. Everybody else was limited. Jalen Carter ankle limited. That one's important. Very very important. Darius Slay knee limited milton williams ankle limited if milton williams and jalen carter do not play dolphins can realistically run for 200 yards because the fronts will dictate that they will all right join late but if not asked from a from a nose to scheme fit who are the defensive tackle and linebacker targets i think we already talked about that we talked about that a little bit earlier in the game so i won't repeat it uh you could just, you know, pick this up on our feed and listen to it. We talked about it earlier in the in the show. Um. Uh, somebody asked just for fun, curious to hear what you think Hill and Tua finish the season with statistically. Uh, that's a good question. Like I normally wouldn't answer because we want to talk about about the Eagles because it's Eagles Week. But realistically, I think I think Hill's going to get the two thousand yards, and I think he's going to get it because of the running game. Uh, the guy who's going to suffer is Jalen Waddle, and it's we've kind of seen it so far. As far as Tua, forty touchdowns, five thousand two hundred yards. How does that sound? Awesome, huh? Yeah, uh, I think that that's that's where we're headed. We're headed. Uh, with the news that Tennessee might explore a trade for Derrick Henry before the deadline, do you see the Dolphins once again emerge as buyers for a big name running back? Well, that would solve our third and one and fourth and one problem, right? But man, Derrick Henry's expensive, like. You know, expensive and older. I don't think that that fits our motif, does it? Expensive and older? No, they like expensive and younger. Like, I think that's something they might be, that they might be in on, and that's why I brought up Chase Young. Although, there's there's some reason to believe that that doesn't matter, unless they're just going to use maybe Emmanuel Agua's money in the offseason to just give it to Chase Young, and they want to spend that money on the defensive line. Um, but Derrick Henry, man, I just I don't see it you think Devin White is a possibility? And a, he's kind of done. Would he fit our defense? He fits the right defense. He doesn't fit ours. Okay. Uh, will Chase Claypool see some action? I think that's a uh, that's a matter of time. Uh, he was brought into play. Uh, he play, he had four touchdowns last time he played in that stadium. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Kendall Lamb was out for a personal reason, and now we do have the injury report, and we can read from it. Chris Brooks, DMP, we know what that's about, ankle, knee. Uh, Xavier Howard, groin, DMP, that's the one you got to watch. Alec Engle, foot, yeah, he's always on the injury report. I think he'll be fine. Ken Lamb not injury-related, personal issue, that's good to see. Connor Williams, groin, that's the other one we have to watch. The rest are limited or full, and we don't really have to monitor much of it. Uh, I think um, what's good news is that Jalen Phillips, his oblique injury, Uh, he had full participation, which means he's playing and Jeff Wilson should be active for this game. He's also on the injury report, but he's a full participant. All right. Uh, here's another question: Do you think the bills could go after Derrick Henry? No, it does not fit their offensive system. Although they might be desperate enough to try something like that, but it does not fit their offensive system. It just does not. Uh, that's not what they need. They need a a speedier back. And James Brooks is the the right idea. I think their problem is their offensive line, and I think their problem is their play designs and their offensive coordinator. Uh, they have issues that go beyond whoever is carrying the ball at, at running back. They like James Cook. They're not going to take the ball out of his hands. So I don't think that Derrick Henry is going to be a guy that that's going to challenge him. And uh, I guess this will be the last question since we're past thirty. Uh, do you think is the who do you think is the biggest threat to us in the NFL? And I still think it's the 49ers. They're the best team. They're, if you look at them from top to bottom, they're at their best. They're the best team. He, they also know the offense. So, you know, they could self-scout and they could scout us better than anybody else in the league. Yeah, I think they're the best team. I think they, they're the best team in football. And of and in the AFC, man, on, until proven otherwise, man, it has to be the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Although I will leave you with this stat. Kansas City Chiefs averaged 24 points a game this season. The Dolphins averaged 21 points a game in the first half. So, Chiefs have an offensive problem. And we should see if the Chiefs actually do something about it. They just added McCole Hardman today back to their squad. Um, if there's a team that should be crawling around, you know, that trade deadline, trying to add a threat on the outside, man, it's them. Like, they need it. If they don't add it, I'll feel pretty good about where the Dolphins are going to be. All right, that's it. We do this show every single Wednesday. We had a big crowd today on OnlyFans watching this show and sending in questions. Uh, you can participate as well. You can go to Discord.gg/OnlyFans and you can sign up there for three dollars a month. We do film study. We we show game. We you know we show th- the previous week's games. We have these private shows, like the one that you're listening to right now. Although they get to listen to it two hours before you are listening to it right now. So they get essentially a sneak preview. Um, you get to listen to all three of us. Simon, CK, myself, talk in our own private chat. And then you have your own chat with about 2,100 members in it. So join us. That's discord.gg forward slash friends. And you could join that for $3 a month. All right. Thank you for participating. I will talk to you guys next week. Go Dolphins. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans here in a live.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants.